You're listening to Episode 7 of the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. Brent Hasecker, and this is the Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. I'm really excited about this episode because I've got Cody Fields of Westminster Effects and Nose Pedal. Cody is producing some really great products for bass players, and I'm just going to go ahead and let him get started and tell you all about what he's doing, and I think you'll really enjoy it. An interview with Cody Fields of Westminster Effects and Nose Pedal. Well, today I've got Cody Fields with me on the podcast. He is, I guess you could say, the the president owner of Westminster Effects, and he also has Nose Pedal uh, as well, all under his same umbrella. And I invited him on here to uh, to talk with us, basically about he's got a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff for guitar players, a lot of cool guitar pedals, and uh, quite a few actually. But he doesn't have that many yet of bass stuff. It's kind of, I guess. You're starting to get involved in that market as well. So, um, but it looks like he's got some cool stuff that's being developed, and so I wanted to to check it out and share it with y'all, and uh, have him on the podcast to talk about not just his guitar pedals, but also his bass guitar pedals. So, welcome to the program, uh, Cody. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I've actually kind of got a, it's, it's a funny story because, um, I, I learned about your, your company actually not too long ago, probably about five or six weeks ago. I was listening to another podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's the worship artistry podcast. And, yep. uh, you were talking about your pedals and, and all of the, uh, what you were mentioning, the family history of, of, you know, of Christians and how we kind of overlook everything that's happened, um, since the new Testament. And, and so your, your products are really cool in that you have, uh, all your products are like named after uh, f- uh, historical figures in the Christian world or events in the Christian world. And mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. it was so funny because I, I heard that podcast in the morning. And then there's a church me and my wife go to on Wednesday that we've been going to. And the pastor actually did a a sermon. Instead of doing a sermon, he's, he, he did a, a history, a church history. And he covered like the exact same things that are all labeled <laughs> on your pedals. So uh, I, I was like, that's a sign that is a sign right there i you know i've got to i've got to <laughs> contact this person and find out some more about these products because that's like fate right there so uh, tell me a little bit uh, about your products and how you came up with the uh, the naming convention for all of your your uh, pedals yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad you brought up the church history because I was going to go there anyway at some point, right? <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I accidentally started the company uh, several years ago. I worked. Uh, yeah, I have a journalism degree. I don't have an electrical engineering degree or anything like that. Um, but I graduated in 2009 uh, with a journalism degree just in time for the entire journalism industry to figure out that they weren't making money anymore. Uh, so, you know, several survival jobs and whatnot. Later, I ended up working at an advertising agency. And when that turned sour, uh, I quit with the intention of going freelance. And in the meantime, I've always been a DIY guy. I got a soldering iron, whatever. Uh, why not build a pedal? So I get a, a blues breaker uh, style pedal from General Guitar Gadgets. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, that was fun. And I got ideas and I can make money off this. <laughs> <laughs> and, there you go. <laughs> uh, so kind of, kind of, you know, 
my personality is if I get into something, I, I tend to get really into it, you know, so I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. I've been a Braves fan my whole life. Um, I also, you know, I even help coach baseball at my old Christian high school here in Greenville. Um, you know, guitar, you know, I've got, I've all, I already had too many guitars and too many pedals, <laughs> so why not build them and save some money while we're at it? Um, but at go. the same time, uh, just because of my background and, and the church that I grew up in, um, there was a lot of legalism. And when I finally understood, like, man, we got 2,000 years of, of rich theology uh, coming down the pipeline through church history, I just delved headlong into that. Uh, you know, so one of the first guys that really got me into that was, you know, the likes of John Piper, who was, you know, you know, it's, the that's what the Piper Drive is paying tribute to. Um, mm-hmm. So guys like Piper or Sproul, and, and you know, on down through the through the ages, and it's it's one of those things where um, the American Church has. You know, I, I don't like to rip on the church by any means at all. Ever uh, it is kind of the bride of Christ, so uh, probably mm-hmm. shouldn't be talking junk about it. Um, but one of our weaknesses in the American church in the 21st century is we have no idea where we came from. Uh, we we tend to treat church history as the Book of Acts and then Billy Graham, <laughs> and then, you know, never mind the 1900 and some odd years between those. Um, right. So, um, so one of my big goals within Westminster effects obviously is to equip uh, church musicians within the kingdom, uh, but to also encourage them, Hey, read a book, (laughs) preferably start Mm -hmm. with the Bible, Uh, start with the Bible, but there's all of these, you know, just rich, rich teachings based off of scripture uh, that we have for 2000 years. Even some of the guys who, you know, were in the first century of the church, guys like Polycarp who hung out with John, um, have some really cool things to say and, uh, and to teach us about God with how they've read the scriptures. So, uh, that's one of my big things is, and that's really just how I got it. Got mm-hmm. the uh, overall theme for the brand. Got it. Got it. Well, in, in like the two base products that you have, uh, the Wittenberg, uh, base preamp and the, uh, the Calvin compressor, tell us a little about the, uh, the history behind, uh, those two products and the, the naming convention. And some of your products are kind of funny too, in that you've kind of got inside jokes and you've got things where also, you're, yes. uh, you know, the history of the church is kind of built into you. Maybe the way you're naming something after is, it, you know, kind of relates in some way to the particular thing that you're naming it after. So tell me a little bit about those two particular products and how it kind of ties into the pedals. Yeah, so um, the uh, the Wittenberg bass preamp is part of my DI series where I also have the Geneva amp sim and the Zurich preamp. Uh, those are, for all intents and purposes, the three main cities during the Protestant Reformation in the 1500s. Uh, John Calvin was based out of Geneva, Luther obviously out of Wittenberg, and then uh, Org Zwingli in Zurich. So um, I, I picked... Uh, Wittenberg for base because, well, that was kind of the base of the Reformation with Luther and the 95 Theses uh, against the Roman Catholic Church and their practices at that time. Uh, if you don't, if you don't have Luther, you know, posting the 95 Theses, you don't have the Reformation. Uh, it's mm-hmm. you know the whole thing. The whole thing's it, it, it loses its rumble, and anybody that knows anything about Luther knows that. 
he didn't really have much of a filter either, so he provided some <laughs> of the rumble uh, just on his own in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so that's that's where um, Wittenberg comes in, and then with the Calvin compressor, which um, definitely works well on bass. Um, you know, I have more guitarists that use it than anything, but I'm happy for bassists to use it. Uh, you know, Calvin, John Calvin wrote a book called A Little Book on the Christian Life, which is essentially the condensed version of his Institutes, which was, you know, his enormous, <laughs> like, if, if you hit somebody with it, you might knock them out, uh, systematic <laughs> theology that he wrote in the, in the, uh, oh, I can't remember the decade, but in the 1500s. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a fantastic read, uh, both a little book on the Christian life and the institutes, even though I haven't read all of the institutes. So sorry right. to anybody who, who will, uh, accuse me of various and sundry <laughs> theological <laughs> sense for not having read that entire book yet. So you could kind of say then that Calvin is compressing a lot of data in one book. Exactly. <laughs> and then the Wittenberg, of course, is, you know, it's a foundation that uh, everything is built on. Usually a bass preamp is kind of the foundation of the of the sound. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess yep. uh, kind of some clever, some clever use of the, 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 the history with the actual product name. If I can make a play on words, and normally I can, <laughs> I'll just find <laughs> some way to do it and make it happen. And uh, it's yeah. you know it's you know we've got we've got so many uh, incredible minds through the years that you know if even if I have to just find some obscure quote to make that work with the pedal, then I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously <laughs> the goal is is to just outright make it, all right, this is the style and here's how I can make a, a dumb joke about it. So right. <laughs> Well, it's really clever because it's it's a good way of marketing. It, you know, it becomes like a it, it becomes fun to look around your website and look at all the different names and trying to figure out what oh, the, the yeah, meaning yeah. is, and it and it gets you interested in some stuff where you're like, hmm, maybe I need to know a little bit more about this church history. So it's it's a cool. It's almost like a little mini ministry kind of thing within your your product line. Oh, absolutely. That's that's really the goal. And even with the podcast, and I don't mean to jump the gun, but you know, it's it's let's get. Uh, our church musicians who tend to think uh, very right brain, you know, the you know creative types tend to be a little more touchy feely. Um, you know, I'm I'm more of a balance and maybe even sometimes lean more analytical or left brain or whatever. Um, so it's it's kind of aiming to bring some balance to to the whole conversation of worship and doctrine and what we're teaching and all of that mm-hmm. is it's let's get back to the you know even in the reformation uh it was one of their mottos was back to the source meaning let's get back to scripture what does that say it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what people are saying if scripture doesn't say it you know all right. Well, the uh, the the, uh, the product lines that you have. Tell us a, a little bit about. Uh, let's start with the Winberg uh, bass preamp. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Now, I've I've got a couple of, uh, a couple of pedals from you. I've gotten the Winberg and the Calvin compressor, and also <laughs> one of your nose pedals, the uh, the, mm-hmm. the Looper. Um, tell us. Let's start with the the Wittenberg and kind of tell us a little about a bit about that product and how a bass player can use it. Obviously, I've got some some input on it as well, but I like to kind of hear from you what uh kind of your thoughts on it yeah i mean full uh full transparency full disclosure it's based off of the uh, yamaha ne1 the uh, nathan east mm-hmm. signature preamp that they used to make and uh it's you know parametric eq that's kind of got this 
interesting mid scoop where you still, you know, obviously get a full range of really fat to really snappy uh, type of sounds uh, where it'll pair with a P bass or jazz bass or active pickups or mm-hmm. whatever uh, has, has an XLR out, you know, it's got its own built in DI stuff. Um, so you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about having another DI box afterward. And, uh, and it's right. meant to be, you know, it's, it's only got three knobs. So it's meant to be, you know, Hey, play with these couple of knobs, make sure your volumes at unity or boosted or whatever you need. Uh, but mess around with these two knobs until you find something you love, set it and forget it and let's go, you know, cause you know, most, <laughs> you know, most bassists, you know, for their, or even most guitarists, you know, you want your one <laughs> main tone, right. Uh, whether right. it's, you know, you're whether you're using an amp as a pedal platform or whatever. Um, so that's kind of meant to be like, hey, here's my here is my sound. You know, if you know, if I want a warm P bass sound or if maybe I'm going for some Victor Wooten <laughs> style jazz bass mm-hmm. riffs or something like that. Um, it's, you know, hey, let's let's get there and just just play, you know. Yeah, it actually seems to be you know it's it's based off the uh, the Yamaha NE1, but it actually seems yep. like it's a little bit more flexible in that. Right. Uh, you know, NE1's only got the three different positions you can have for the scoop where this has got a more right uh you know, you can actually you've got a more of a range with the knob that you can kind of adjust it to. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's got the knob so you get all of those various settings within that potentiometer as right. opposed to just, you know, the, I think it's three settings. Is that right? Um, yeah. And then any one, yeah. One's a flat setting. So I guess you could say it's only got two settings. Sure. Yeah. So you, you know, there's, that's tremendously more versatile. Um, like yeah. the any one, I mean, the any one has some fantastic tones. Um, it's, you know, so mine's getting roughly the same, you know, tone quality. Uh, it's just that I get more of them <laughs> with the knob. Right. More variety switches. within that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been if, finding, you know, if, uh, I've been, go ahead. I was just going to say like, if, you know, it, it'll translate a little bit easier at least between, you know, if you're at a, a smaller church, like my church runs about two fifty on a Sunday. And I think mm-hmm. that includes the kids. Um, so if, if you're at two fifty and you're in a little bit of a smaller space, you can, you know, tweak it for that. And then you can go to a, you know, an arena size church or what have you, um, and tweak it just as easily, you know? Yeah. And I'm finding on the, uh, on, on my jazz bass is where I'm really having a lot of fun with it. Um, it seems like it, it really reacts really well when I have one of the, the pickups, uh, soloed out, um, more so than when mm. I have both of them. Uh, so like I'm getting a really nice, uh, sound on the, the bridge pickup. Um, that's not too, th- yeah, that's not too thin. I mean, cause you, I like that bridge pickup sound and that cutting right. sound, a nice little, uh, you know, growl that it has, but sometimes it can be a little too thin when you're using it in a group setting, um, where it's yeah, just, definitely. it really kind of fills it out. It gives it nice, it gives it body, but it still has that nice, um, teeth to it. I guess you could say, I, it's always funny trying to use adjectives to describe sound, but, uh, uh, it's really working really nice on the jazz bass. Oh yeah. Like I, I use a P bass, uh, so I can get that rumble and because, I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing with the bass. <laughs> I play bass like a guitarist. <laughs> uh, so it's just like, hey, let's dime, dime the knobs and just kind of go. Um, so, you know, part, part, I won't, you know, I won't lie. Part of the product development was because 
I needed something for when I get put on base at church, <laughs> which is, you know, once <laughs> every month, month and a half. It's not all that common. Uh, it's, you know, something that I don't have to fuss with, you know, just because mm-hmm. bass isn't my main instrument. So, you know, for, for those guitarists who end up also playing bass sometimes, this might be helpful for them, too. Yeah, it's and, really it's a really and, nice little pedal. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something to be proud of. And tell us a little bit about the uh, the Calvin compressor. Now, you said most people use it on guitar, um, but mm-hmm. tell us a little bit. I know it's got the it's got the voice switch on it um, to kind of, I guess, could toggle between whichever instrument you're on. Um, so which would actually right. be if we're I guess you could use it either way because I've been switching it back and forth with bass and finding different tones but is there a certain way that um you you would toggle that voice switch to if you were using bass is it mostly on one side or the other or just tell us a little bit about the product yeah so the the voice switch is I mean it's basically a treble attenuator um I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure you noticed that um so mm-hmm. you know I tell people whether it's between guitar and bass or maybe even between something like a strat or a telecaster and a les paul mm. um where you know right. you might need to tame that high end if you're playing a telecaster depending on your eq of course uh but yeah it's it's a fun ota based uh compressor uh really versatile five knobs um that's that's another one of those where it's man you just got to play around with it and then just be <laughs> done with it because you can yeah. drive yourself crazy on on compression settings you know just finding that perfect thing it's find something that works but it's one of my it's one of my always ons uh where i combine it with my zwingli sdd 3k with a you know just a little bit of a boost with the compression and it's you know just sweetens everything up really nicely yeah and, and what i like about it is that so many compressors now seem to have less knobs you don't have all the full control over it where you really mm-hmm. have everything on it you've got the attack the release the ratio right. the threshold the level so you've you've basically plus the voice switch so you, you've got the full flexibility of the compressor to really be able to dial it in yeah yeah and there's you know depending on what kind of of guitarist or bassist you are maybe a two or three knob compressor is best for you uh mm-hmm. but you know for for those of us who you know like to really nail <laughs> that that very mm-hmm. specific sweet spot uh in the tone you know maybe something you know like five knobs and a switch is you know more appropriate right right yeah it's uh it's definitely got a lot of flexibility to it which is which is something that i like um the uh tell now the other pedal that i've got from you is the nose pedal which is not branded as westminster effects so correct you've kind of got yep. this secondary company tell us a little bit that's all the same ownership there yeah so um about two and a half years ago, I acquired a nose pedal from its original owner who was uh, based out of Nashville. And um, so it's nose pedal is utility stuff. It's um, the stuff it's at least for the most part stuff that everyone needs and uh, in, in various different colors, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the, the original artwork for nose for those who aren't familiar and you can look this up was uh, basically hand painted eyeballs where the original owner, Aaron uh, made his first one. And it was one of those chunkier knobs. I mean, it's a pretty oversized knob and he's like, I can draw eyes on that and turn that knob into a nose. And that's literally how the company got its name. <laughs> and uh, oh, okay. which 
okay. pretty, pretty clever. But at the same time, I am miserable at drawing and painting and that kind of stuff. So I switched it to a, a screen print uh, based you know, art system. So that's neither here nor there. Um, but nose pedal in general, you know, loop switchers, like what you have with the effects blender, uh, AB mm-hmm. switches, volumes, expressions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just tons of different things that pretty much everybody is going to need at one point or another. Right. A lot of the utility stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the blender pedal that I have, it's it's neat in that you can, uh, you know, a lot of people are using blends for their compressors or overdrives. And so mm-hmm. that if you don't have one on your compressor overdrive, that that blender allows you to basically loop in a compressor or an overdrive pedal and then use a blend knob to be able to, to bring it in and out to however much level that you want. So it just adds a blend knob to, to any device that you may have that doesn't have one. Exactly. And and kind of, you know, the guys that I was thinking about that, I, at least that I heard from the most uh, was from Basis, who, you know, oh, really? they they want to play with, you know, fuzz, you know, a lot of a lot of bassists will use a big muff or something like that. And um, and mm-hmm. they want to dial in how much clean tone they have so they don't lose that low end, because with so many different right. overdrive pedals, if you don't have a very specific, you know, if, if it's not a bass specific overdrive pedal then you might get that tone but you lose that the the thump you know so yeah, the bottom just drops out on it yeah so I, I get a decent amount of guys asking for a clean blend for compression but i also had a lot of basis asking about that right right and the um um it, it, it and you don't have right now a, a base specific overdrive but is there a overdrive that you have in your lineup that would you would say would probably work well for bass players yeah yeah so i used to have uh with when i had the 1689 overdrive uh version one i also had a bass version but nobody really cared about oh. it so um <laughs> so i discontinued uh the 1689b um let's see what works well on bass i guess the 1689 version 2 would work well that also does have a clean blend in it uh it's it's Mm -hmm. you know everybody's uh tube screamer based uh you know everybody has to have something based off a tube screamer if you're a pedal builder right right um so that's so that's mine (laughs) and um let's see in terms of in terms of raunchy stuff like if somebody's playing metal like if they're specifically like i think of bands like Beartooth, um for for those of you who would know who i'm talking about uh maybe like the <laughs> osteen distortion uh that's kind of my go-to uh-huh. for high gain in general and i just came out with a version two of that um and that's okay. got a three band eq so you know you could turn up the bass on that and get retain your thumb so I, i'm actually right. i keep meaning to uh record a demo covering a bear tooth song just because it gets so gross <laughs> and so high gain <laughs> And and I'm also go back to the Wittenberg. I'm also finding it works good as a front end to an amp too. Um, mm. So I mean, it's 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 definitely. I mean, not just using it as a direct uh, box, but actually sure. also using it as a front end to an amp is, is works yeah, really I'll nicely too. Gives you some more flexibility. Gives you ability to turn on a you know a different EQ setting when you need it as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of turns into what a lot of people use something like the MXR EQ or the Boss EQ. You know, running into the amp. That's mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, is there any other base related products that are kind of in the making for down the down the road or Def, I definitely want to bring back a base overdrive. I've got my eye on some stuff, but it's just a matter of developing it. Uh, being a right. one man shop, you know, means I'm I'm over everything. You know, I build, I yeah. market, I develop all of that. So it's that becomes uh you know, basically how much time do I have this week? <laughs> and, um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully by the time, uh, winter Nam comes around, you know, hopefully I can get a, a base overdrive back out there because, you okay, know, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that I'm not a part of the market that I'm not really able to serve right now, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. this is a base thing. <laughs> uh, right. so yeah, I definitely want to do that. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Glad to hear that. I would definitely be interested in any overdrives that you have available for base, um, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners would as well. Um, yeah. yeah, And also the, and one thing too, that was, you know, when I got the pedals is that, um, they really look fantastic too. Um, just the design of them and everything. I mean, it's just, there's some great looking pedals as well. Thank you. That's uh, so shout out to Ben Horton, who does my graphic design and and UV printing. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure you noticed the uh, the nose pedal uh, that you got was it's single mm-hmm. colored, simple, that's screen printed and I screen print that. Uh, the only thing that's not done out of my house <laughs> with Westminster is is that UV printing for the Westminster line um, to where, mm-hmm. you know, we can get multicolors. And I mean, you can scratch that with your fingernail, probably even a quarter and that, that art's not going to come off. And uh, Ben wow. just does a fantastic job of, of designing those. And it's, it's something that helps me too, because I am awful with graphic design. <laughs> when I was in, uh, when I was in college, I, I had to take, a couple of uh, graphic design classes for my major and my my work was used and and I was I was pretty close with the teacher and she used my work as examples of what not to do for two or three years after <laughs> I had that class. So, oh wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's so, a legacy there yeah. for you. Huh? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> not the one you want though, I guess. <laughs> not really the one you want, but anyway, you know, you know, freed me up to I'll literally tell Ben, like, here's the name of the pedal. Here's the drill layout from the circuit board. Go for it. And every time it's just like, holy crap, that's amazing. Well, tell us, you you mentioned that you, you, you know, you were saying that maybe around NAM time. So I know you've done a, a few uh, NAM uh, mm-hmm. yep. uh, shows so far. How have those been going out going for you and kind of what's it what's it like? It's uh, well, this was my second summer NAM just a couple weeks ago, and I finally feel like I kind of know what's going on a little bit. Um, hmm. Where last summer um, I hung out with my friends at Lyman Guitar, and that was my first NAM period uh, there in Nashville last summer, and I was totally overwhelmed. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I probably looked like a deer in headlights most of the time. <laughs> and, uh, and then I did winter Nam in Anaheim, uh, with the delicious audio stop box exhibit. So I was at a table uh-huh. with seven other pedal builders. So obviously I didn't get as much attention as I would like just because, you know, there were seven other brands at my table, but at the same time, right. it was a good way to, a good way to get my feet wet. You know, I didn't have to pay for mm-hmm. an entire booth by myself in Anaheim. Um, right. So that was that was like, all right, I think I'm getting, you know, 
getting a little bit of a hold on this and then uh, did summer nam again this year and uh, all signs point to it being a successful show and you know I didn't have the deer in headlights look the entire time. So that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And I, I heard like on your podcast, you were, you were broadcasting from, uh, from one of the NAM shows and it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was amazing. And how much background noise there was oh going my, on. It must've just been oh crazy there. You have no idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where, so, so for, so that was just a couple weeks ago when we did that episode. And, uh, Mm -hmm. but in Anaheim, where my location was, was so much worse. We had Joyo about 15, 20 feet away, and they had a couple 212s pointed right at our table. And then uh, about 20, 30 feet in front of us was Diamond. Uh, guitars and amps and they had a couple nitrox mm-hmm. 412s pointed right at us and they sounded amazing <laughs> but they also sounded really loud <laughs> yeah so I actually, i'm sure after after hours yeah it wouldn't sound so amazing anymore yeah well i mean it's uh, uh, maybe i'm a little biased just because i'm a metalhead at heart too uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh I lost my voice by the second day and I ran into wow. the, uh, the vocal miss people on, uh, where they have, uh, free exhibitor parking at angel stadium and they'll bus you over to the convention center. And I ran into the vocal miss people where it's basically a personal nebulizer. I was like, I see you have vocal <laughs> mist on your badge. Tell me about this. Cause I'm about to die. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it cleared it up and it helped me get through everything. And, and uh, but yeah, Nashville wasn't near as bad. You know, it's it's still it still gets pretty loud, especially depending on your neighbors. And there are some neighbors who are much louder than others. Um, won't I won't throw any names around or point any fingers, but you know, there's some some neighbors who are you know relatively quiet, and some that are relatively loud, and you just kind of <laughs> learn how to navigate all that. All right. Yeah, it must must be a, an interesting show to do. When maybe one day I'll I'll get out to one of those. Oh yeah, they they are a lot of fun, especially you know I, I sh- I'm sure it would be a lot more fun if I didn't have to worry about paying bills, um, but <laughs> at the same time you know you get to meet people just you know walking around and uh, you know people that you've met on Instagram several years ago or you know w- you know stuff like that and then even learning oh hey you're a believer too I didn't you know just because not every Christian owned brand is you know, overtly Christian in their marketing. Um, so right. when you got guys coming up and saying, Hey, I love your theme and what you're doing. And you're like, I had no idea, but you also make really cool stuff. So. <laughs> right. Right. Well, that's an interesting point you bring up is, is, is most of your customers, uh, Christians, uh, or, you know, when you're at NAM, I mean, are people non-believers coming by and checking out your stuff and getting interested in it or, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it really kind of depends um, where, I mean, my, let's see, two or three of my biggest endorsed bands are, are secular artists. And, you know, they just either mm. heard about me or um, one of them, my wife actually ran into their lead guitarist last year at Summer Nam and said, hey, come by the booth. And then she did. And now we endorse them. So, mm. um but then, you know, I also endorse Wolves at the Gate, and they just put out a killer new album a couple weeks ago, and uh, they thanked me in it, and I wasn't expecting that. So um, I have their vinyl framed now. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's really, like, obviously it 
if it sounds good, it sounds good. And, you know, if, if an atheist wants Charles Spurgeon staring at him from his pedal board, <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll lead yeah. him to, uh, to check go. that guy out or, or Jonathan Edwards yeah. or whoever. And, uh, so that's definitely yeah, the hope there, but yeah, but there's definitely traction in, in the worship world and that kind of thing, because, you know, I'm kind of saying, Hey, you know, let's, let's dig in. So definitely a lot of Christians in there too. And, and, you know, guys coming up and saying, yeah, I'm with, with this other brand here. And tomorrow, you know, they'll say like, I've been following you on Instagram for a while. And tomorrow I'm wearing my shirt with John Calvin on it from missionalware.com or like that. And that was, (laughs) that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's, it's a, it's almost like its own little ministry as well. Just having, having that uh, artwork on, on the products and the naming. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah. And, and speaking, I mentioned, you know, the hearing you on that one podcast that Nam. Uh, obviously you have your own podcast and it's, it's really, I, I'm, I've been enjoying listening to it. I I'm subscribed to it now. Thanks, and man. and awesome. um, it's, it's, yeah, and it's fun because it's it you know it, it it hits on a lot of my interest points you know theology and and worship music and and you know musical products and stuff. So um, I've really been enjoying it. T- tell us about how that podcast got started and and kind of what you do on it because I think it would be something that uh, you know some of my listeners would be interested in checking out as well. Yeah, well, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I'm fairly. It's not that I'm opinionated. It's just that I'm more willing to tell you what my opinion is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and I hadn't blogged in a while and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, this is a good outlet for me to talk about stuff. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so it's the Westminster Effects Doxology podcast. And if we can somehow tie something into worship leading, uh, we'll do it. Uh, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talked about our most recent episode as we record this, uh, talked about the, uh, the Josh Harris situation, the, uh, the famous mm-hmm, or infamous, yeah. depending on how you look at it, uh, author of I Kiss Dating Goodbye and how he said that he's left the faith and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of got into the guard your heart kind of thing. But, you know, also, you know, like we're not looking to just bash people. It's it's what led up to this and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also we'll pick apart songs. We'll say, hey, what do we like? What do we not like? You know, sometimes it's yes, all of this is really good. Sometimes it's man, I, I don't know about this line, but, you know, it's not a deal breaker. And sometimes it's like, man, this song's just terrible. <laughs> we can, yeah, I heard one of those, I heard one of those episodes, yeah. and it was very intriguing to hear you go through it line by line. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something I think we need to do a little more of. Is like, hey, let's yeah. let's think about what we're singing. But our yeah. but our tagline is uh, is that we're exploring popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of sola scriptura and toto scriptura. So scripture as the sole infallible, so the only perfect rule of faith and practice for the Christian uh, and and Christian life, and then toto scriptura being all of scripture. So not just the stuff that mm-hmm. we like. But sometimes the stuff that we don't like and might be a little uncomfortable with informs how we live and carry out our our Christian faith and worship. Um, so, you know, letting and we even we even had one of those today in church where we're in a series in Romans and we got to Romans nine today. And, and Bradley, uh, my pastor, who is also one of my co-hosts on the podcast, like we'll be talking about that mm-hmm. tomorrow. And, and he even said up front, like, look. 
this is not going to be a comfortable next couple weeks <laughs> because, <laughs> because this chapter is so debated, but we got to get through it. We can't just skip it because we're in this book for, for a reason, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good stuff. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. We, we really enjoy doing it. And, you know, I should also shout out John Ross, our, uh, our remote co-host who is a Lutheran in Nebraska. So that always, uh, mm-hmm. brings in a, a really cool mix of, you know, obviously yeah. being more of the conservative <laughs> persuasion of Lutherans, <laughs> not, not ELCA. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's a Lutheran where they have a modern service, you know, with, you know, the mm-hmm. more modern style songs and he plays electric and all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, but at the same time it is, it is Lutheran. And so that's, yeah. that's always fun to hear his perspective. Yeah. I think he calls himself the grumpy Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, church curmudgeon or a church nerd from Nebraska, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, it's a good mix, really, uh, good mix on the podcast. Yeah. But he, he's really not all that grumpy. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really sound it on the podcast. So uh, no. it sounds like you guys got a good thing going on there. Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> so some people yeah. have taken umbrage, but that's okay. Um, the goal the goal yep. isn't to irritate people, but you know, sometimes sometimes the truth will sting a little bit, and we just need to let the truth do what it's going to do. Let God work through that. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, your 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 pedals are absolutely quality stuff, and thank um, you. you. People can is is I know they can find them online. I'll give the website address. But is there any uh, other than the website address? Are there any? Do you have like any distributors or anything that we need to point out, or is it mostly yeah, just go so, to your website? Yeah, it's mainly go to the website, but you can also see my dealers there. Uh, I have a dealer page okay. where you can see uh, whoever when and if somebody wants to recommend that I hit up a dealer near them, then by all means let me know <laughs> and then put in a good word for me. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so just Westminster effects.com and, you know, buy it direct from me, buy it from a dealer. I don't really care. You know, dealers maybe, uh, you know, they, they buy in bulk. So maybe buy it from the dealer yeah. instead <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, and follow, follow me on Facebook and Instagram, both for uh, Westminster Effects and Nose Pedal, and subscribe to uh, the Westminster Effects Doxology podcast on really any podcast catcher, whether it's iTunes or Google or uh, Spotify, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And something I got to point out because I'm guilty of doing it is <laughs> the the spelling of Westminster Westminster effects. There's no additional I in there. It's not Westminster. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> I did that once. I'm like, why isn't it pulling up? <laughs> so yeah. so it's Minster, not Minister. Yes. Um, just in case it, anybody I, out there. <laughs> exactly. I, I derived the name from the Westminster Confession of Faith, um, right. even though even even though I'm a Reformed Baptist, which which is the joke that ties into the 1689, which is a joke for another time. But uh, yeah, it's based off the Westminster Confession. If you can remember that, then you can remember the brand. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Was well, there anything else you uh, you want to share with us today? Man, just I'm just, you know let's let's just thank god that i get to do this for a living <laughs> amen um, 
I get to I get to nerd out on guitar stuff and listen to theology podcasts and talk about theology and get paid to do it somehow. And I <laughs> tell people all the time that I shouldn't be allowed to have this much fun and make money off of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to admit, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't take offense to that. Um, just just <laughs> as long as it doesn't cross over into uh, outright envy and you know, therefore breaking yeah, the commandment. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm quite happy for you, man. That sounds like a. Uh, that's just. I'm. I, you're. You're blessed, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I. Re- I really am. I really am. I can't deny that. Well, Cody, thank you so much for joining us today. I won't take up any more of your time, and um, just yeah, God bless you, and, and I, I hope that your your product line continues to grow and, and be successful and get reached uh, get into the hands of as many uh, musicians as possible. Man, I appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, having me on the podcast and all that good stuff. I've actually enjoyed uh, some episodes of yours since you hit me up, and I really enjoyed the. Uh, just so you know, any for any new listeners, go listen to the aging out episode. That was a really good conversation yeah. that we need more of. Oh yeah, that was a that was I enjoyed that one a lot, and it was came up from a forum uh, post that happened on a, a forum that I was following, and I just went, my gosh, he's totally hidden on something that I, we, I've got to interview this guy and get him on my podcast. And he agreed. And yeah, that was, that was really, I get so many comments on that particular podcast and yeah, that was, that was definitely good stuff. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, great. Well, Cody, I'll let you go again. Thank you for being on the podcast and westminstereffects.com is where you want to go to, to check out his stuff. Awesome. Thanks a lot. That was Cody Fields of Westminster Effects and Nose Pedal. And that was really, I have to say, that was a really enjoyable interview that I did. It was a lot of fun to uh, I, to, to be speaking with somebody smarter than me, but not, not be so, uh, not be intimidated by it, you know, because sometimes, you know, you can get a little intimidated mm-hmm. if somebody's mm-hmm. pretty smart. So um, that was a lot of fun. Um, he really a nice guy and just uh, really was uh, generous with his time. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the... Uh, and I say you, meaning my wife who's standing here next to me. What <laughs> What did you think of the uh, the interview? I thought it was really great. I mean, it sounds really interesting to me, uh, the basics of how those things work, but I don't understand all the technical stuff mm-hmm. about it. But I like the stories behind why, why they are named, why they are named, mm-hmm. or who they're named for, or yeah. what they're named for, locations. I mean, that was just really interesting. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Uh, what would be... I, you've seen the website and some of the uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the products. What would be? What do you think was the the most interesting product name on there? Oh man, I don't. That's hard to do. I mean, there's some funny ones on mm-hmm. there. Like you totally. Uh, I mean, I just burst out laughing at some of them because they're just hilarious. But I think. Um, uh, when he was explaining the ones about the locations and which ones were the basics, the basis for what we believed, and that was for the base, and then he moved up to the other two locations. I thought that was actually very clever. Yeah, cool, so. cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. And uh, and if you're if if you if you met if you missed that website address for him, that's WestminsterEffects.com. And again, that's uh, no not minister, so don't don't <laughs> add that. <laughs> extra eye in there because I know a lot of people are going to do that. So I'm going to say it again. It's Westminster, M-I-N-S-T-E-R, effects.com. You can also check out his podcast at Westminster Effects Doxology 
at I guess iTunes and mm-hmm. uh, Spotify and all those other places mm-hmm. where uh, where you'd get your your uh, podcast from. So just I guess in the search box, just type in Westminster West. See, I did it you now did it too. Yourself. I did it now. I'm trying not to do that. Uh, Westminster Effects Doxology, and I know there's probably some people going, "How do you spell Doxology?" Well, D O X O L O G Y. L O G Y. Okay, so Westminster. Mm-hmm effects doxology okay it's a really it's a really great podcast you gotta get you gotta go check that out and he was talking mostly about on the podcast today the Wittenberg or as he was pronouncing it I Wittenberg, Wittenberg mm-hmm. the German pronun- yes. pronunciation yeah. <laughs> so I guess I got to start calling it Wittenberg now yes. since since he calls it that um, not the uh, the southern English Wittenberg um, and then the Calvin compressor and then also the uh, the nose pedal uh, mm-hmm. uh i always forget the name of the product it's a, a blender uh, it's blender something i forget the name of it it's yeah. like it's right Don't over here I should, I should go pick it up and yes, look at it but uh actually okay i'll do that hold on you do that real quick yes the effect blender and the that's what blender. that's what gives you uh, you can put another uh device uh, mm-hmm. device uh, effects pedal mm-hmm. into that blend and kind of well create a Anyway, people heard it on the podcast. They don't need me to try and explain it That's now. That's right. Okay, so the the uh, so those are the products we talked about. He's got lots of other products too. So if you've got any guitar friends, uh, mm-hmm. obviously I hope you do. If you're a bass player on a on a worship team, I hope you've got some guitar friends. <laughs> assuming your worship team has guitar players, tell your guitar yeah, player friends about the, uh, the the website as well, so they they can check out those uh, pedals for guitars because there's lots of pedals on there for guitar players. And uh, so now make sure to check us out on our YouTube video channel mm-hmm. um, because we're also going to be featuring those effects pedals on the YouTube channel. Going to do some videos mm-hmm. on the on the pedals so that those of you out there who are interested in the product can actually learn more about it, be able to listen to the pedals, see how they sound. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll use them in, a, in some recording situations. Also use them on uh, our worship team. Um, try to get some recordings of that. Had a chance to use it at practice yesterday mm-hmm. on the worship team, and it really it just sounded really good. So I'm really excited about it. Maybe I'll play. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, visit us on Facebook. Uh, you can ask us any questions there. Our Facebook address, which I never remember, is just go to Facebook and search for Worship, worship blender, blender Bass Guitar Bass Guitar Worship Blender Podcast. I always right, get the order right. of that out of order. Um and so also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and uh, make sure if you like it to also give us a review. If you don't like it, of course, don't give us a review <laughs> and uh, we would appreciate that. So uh, all the music also that you hear on this podcast recorded by me. Um, I, I never know until after I do, I, I do the editing what song <laughs> I'm actually going to put underneath me, but it's probably going to be Unstoppable God mm-hmm. by Elevation Worship with a little a goofy version that I mm-hmm. recorded just for fun. And I've been using that as some bumper music for the podcast uh, but everything's recorded by me and some future podcasts will actually feature some some westminster uh, effects being used mm-hmm. for for the recordings as well so i'll let you know which uh which 
bumper songs, bumper music that I'm doing mm-hmm. actually features the, the Westminster as well. So anyway, that's it for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me and my beautiful wife, Kristen. I mm-hmm. uh, just want to say also, we just celebrated our fourth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at uh, some point in time, we'll have to share our story about getting married in our 40s mm-hmm. and <laughs> what that entailed. Um, so it's a it's an interesting story. I think uh, mm-hmm. some people like to share that, but we'll save that for a future podcast. Well, that's it for this uh, episode. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining us. God bless you. See you next time.